0: hey 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 everybody hey 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 everybody hey 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 everybody let me tell you guys that i am so excited i am so happy i am really okay. so, so thrilled I guess we can start right now. we're back i think with the episode i think we're in the in the 40s now uh we're back with andy from evolve um today to talk about um i guess uh startups starting your own business um what Evolve brings to the market and the um, other things that come, comes across our mind. Um, uh, Andy, pleasure to, to have you here. Um, yeah. Would you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Um, and we can, I
1: guess, proceed from there. Absolutely. Thank you, Vladimir. Uh, my name is Andy uh, from California, Bay Area to be specific. Uh, co-founder of an up-and-coming startup called Evolve. Um, here to make a difference, man. Um, you know, like you mentioned, trying to start up a business and whatnot, it's not easy and I'm learning that now, Mm -hmm. um, but excited to be a part of the game.
0: And, um, you, you said you're confident, how many founders do you have at the Uh,
1: we, along with myself, that's going to be a total of three founders. Mm
0: -hmm. And what kind of a background do you come from?
1: So me personally, um, Mm -hmm. I majored in economics with a minor in computing for data science over at Mm -hmm. Sunday state um another co-founder is involved in the software development aspect um and then another one of my co-founders is involved more with uh, the financial aspect of it
0: nice and so what made you guys want to start the business what was the the idea behind the team you know
1: i think you know on the surface level we did encounter a similar problem um i know i did back when i was at san jose state uh, my alma mater but mm-hmm. You know, it was tough, man, trying to find that internship experience or just gaining that industry experience in general to apply for a job. You know, everyone's always Mm. looking for those one to three three years of experience. Um, And, you know, we always asked ourselves, like, how are we supposed to get industry experience if you guys won't give us a job because we need experience? So we saw that as a problem. Um, But we also realized, hey, we're part of the Silicon Valley. Startups are popping up everywhere. People need a young, talented workforce to help get themselves off the ground to lay that foundation down uh, to get things going. So we realized, what if we catered to both sides? You know, what if we were able to, I guess, make it easier for these young adults to get workplace experience while also providing startups with the talent that they need to grow? And with that, we hope to push innovation a lot further and outside of the Silicon Valley.
0: Yeah, actually, I, I think you guys are right on the point because I remember when I was also coming out of like out of university, I was also trying to look for a job and like the way I, look, I was applying through LinkedIn and all that stuff, and then I, I saw that I really had much more success through startups. Like They were willing to take much more risk and kind of hire you even though you don't have a lot of experience even though i think it's like the the whole one to three years like kind of bs uh, if you have a contact <laughs> they'll 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 hire you but i think your guys are right on the point with that um so you do like matchmaking between startups entrepreneurs um and is is it, is it is it for all kind of work or is it is it only like um only dependent on certain industries or how does it work
1: mm. Absolutely. All industries are open. And I think that's why we wanted to do this as well, Mm -hmm. uh, because we had a few colleagues who, you know, coming out of the Silicon Valley, you're not always going to see your tech guys, right? Your software developers, um, you know, your data scientists. You're also going to see like one of my colleagues um, involved in environmental science. So Mm -hmm. what we realized is, you know, yes, we can cater to a lot of people coming out of college with that tech degree. But what about everyone else? Uh, It's almost like we're providing a voice for them. Um, and we realized we were hitting the nail onto the dot because we were looking at some of the startups that were interested in helping out and not all of them needed someone involved in tech. Some people needed help with researching um, market trends when it came to lumber, right? Or right. Sort of environmental aspects going on down in Argentina. So once we saw that, we're like, hey, we, we could actually do something with this instead of just, you know, making some kind of business that already caters to the tech side of the industry what about everyone else and after people started reaching out to us we realized we could get the ball rolling right now
0: right so basically anybody anybody can register and kind of um start matching and with and whatever if you're a graphic designer if you're i don't know historian or what whatever you are you know like whatever your um kind of education background is and, and working background is you can re- register and then start matching and then it's it's kind of a tinder type of matching or how does the matching work
1: uh we tried to stay away from it uh but yes yes there's a swiping feature that's just like that um but instead of finding you know your one true love you're finding your one true passion how about that
0: that's nice so there's no evolved gold that's good
1: that's good excellent yeah hopefully not (laughs) fingers crossed
0: yeah so so when uh you said
1: when did you guys start the company ah we started juggling this officially around october um Mm -hmm. of 2020 uh nice Yeah, I'd already graduated. So I was providing a perspective from the outside looking in for some of the other guys um, who are currently, you know, still finishing up their degrees. And that's when we kind of realized that, you know, once they graduate, will they run into the same factors that I did? Um, And from there, we kind of just sat in a room together, started going off for hours about what we could do to solve this problem. And we just said, hey, there's no hands better than your own. So let's do this. Came together and started problem solving.
0: Nice. And, and how does the, what would you say, like from your experience, um, in terms of like starting a business, um, how, how, what, what, how has the ride been so far?
1: I would be lying if I said it was easy, you know, I don't want to sit up here and just, you know, throw some nonsense out there. It's tough, you know, because one, especially if you're doing it with friends, you're going to butt heads, right? Mm-hmm. One person might want to take the company in one direction, someone else in another one. Um, and it gets tough. You know, you got to realize that because you're doing this call with colleagues, um, really good friends, that is, you know, at times you guys are going to go back and forth, but at the end of the day, the company itself needs to progress forward, right? Both sides needs to look at it and say, are we doing this for the best of the company? Um, Can we put, you know, whatever we have going on aside and focus on making sure that what we're putting out there is actually going in a forward fashion. So, you know, that's one side of it. That's pretty tough. Um, the second side of that is pretty tough, I would say is just learning the industry in general, right? Like when we're reaching out to companies to help us out, you got to get used to rejection, man. I'm going to be very honest. Companies will reach out to us, you know, even though we believe that we have a great idea and they say, nah, you know what? We don't know what this is all about. Um, we're not interested, hang up the phone. And that's something that we have to deal with as well. So there's a lot of different aspects that make it tough, um, starting your own business. But it's definitely an experience that I would recommend to anyone, whatever you're passionate about, because what you learn along the way will truly impact how you handle your life in the future.
0: Yeah, that's very profound, especially at the, you're, you're just at the start of the of the kind of a project and I myself have been involved with some startups that were starting as well. And it's tough when you're like you and, and a bunch of people that you believe in the same thing, but uh, you still have to prove it. Um, but I guess you guys are kind of had the, the, the projects I was working before you have a, uh, kind of a beta version and everything ready. But, um, it's interesting to hear that the business development side and everything, how you look at it and, and it's it's tough. Like at the beginning you have to sell your, I guess you sell your idea to other people. Um, yeah. Um, and have you, have you guys had any experience Have you gone into fundraising yet, or are you now in developing stage and you're just going to think about that later or
1: how are you thinking Ooh. about that? Yeah, we are thinking about fundraising at a later time. Uh, right now we want to keep everything in house. Mm-hmm. Um, doing everything we can with what we have. Um and then later on as things become more solidified and as our schedule rolls out, from there we'll start looking into fundraising a lot more. But right now I think we're in a pretty decent position uh with what we have going on.
0: Nice. So um when did you when did you start your beta version?
1: Beta version, uh the launch or the actual like you know product itself? The product itself. Or both. We can itself. talk about both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's ready to go. We're actually going to be releasing it pretty soon. Um, mm-hmm. But what we realized is we have to follow a schedule uh, because what we learned is we didn't want to dump the gun in that, you know, like, oh, everything's ready. Let's do this. Let's just release it. But then the moment people start using it, all of a sudden these cracks might form. Mm-hmm. And then we just put out a product that, you know, part of my language, but it's crappy. Right. It's mm-hmm. crappy. So. While we have everything ready to go, we want to make sure that we're following the schedule so that everything falls into the place at the exact time that we want it to. That way, any kind of hiccups can be predicted and then handled immediately, as opposed to just saying like, all right, beta's done, let's throw it out there. And then all of a sudden, people are giving us this feedback like, hey, this is broken. Do you guys have a QA working on this? What's going on here? And all of a sudden, we're overwhelmed and we're over here putting out fires. So beta is ready to go. Uh, We started this beta development i'd say beginning the year if not a little bit earlier um but yeah just following the timeline right now and getting ready to drop it soon
0: yeah i don't i don't wanna i don't i i I like that you're preparing for the for the beta and that you want everything to go your way but it's not (laughs) yeah (laughs) most probably it's not i mean anyways you're gonna it's it's good the it's good to have the mindset because otherwise it wouldn't work but like the the, i I love like that you have the mindset of like yeah we want to be super prepared and everything but i like I, i Personally, like anything that I've been involved, in, it's not like I'm super experienced or anything, but like, um, it, no, it never goes according to plan. And this is exactly when, like, if you have a great team, this is where you excel. Like, this is why, even though it's super cliche of people saying, you know, like, oh, in the startup, the team is the greatest asset, and so on, right? Uh, yeah. But this it's really the, the truth. Like, if you if you guys are like a real team, you're gonna you're gonna face a problem and you're just gonna make a better solution, right? So,
1: absolutely. I think you know. It, it kind of, I think about what my, one of my coaches said a while back is the idea of controlled chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Things can go up in flames, but if you can manage it and start working around it, smooth sailings from there. So yeah, we're going to anticipate a good amount of problems, not going to lie, but when it comes down to it, as long as we can handle those problems, like you said, that'll really dictate if we're meant for this.
0: Right. As long as you get a problem that you expected and you could predict that's, that's perfect. But yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, how many people are you looking to get? signed up for your beta version and are you launching your beta version only on app store or how is it how is it going to work
1: yeah so we're planning on having the app ready to go on both the apple app store as well as the google play store um we don't want to you know cut ourselves off at any kind of potential market uh so we do want to be able to make this accessible to as many platforms as possible Mm -hmm. um and then what was the other question that you had
0: So yeah, I said basically, And what what are the, 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 how many people are you looking to sign for uh, the beta Mm. version? Yeah. Is there a certain number or?
1: Yes. uh, With the amount of users on the platform, um, originally we wanted to expand it to as many people as possible, but we realized it would be really tough to get some concrete feedback that way. So -hmm. what we wanted to do was have a group of, I'd say about a hundred on the user side. While when it comes to the startups, we're open to as many startups signing up with us as possible. That way it provides a lot of variety to what our users from the young adult perspective would see on the platform.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds great. So what, one thing I want to, uh, want to ask you is that like, th- to me, this seems like it's basically freelancing through an app. Um, and how, how would that be different from like a Fiverr or something like that in the industry? You know, is there, is there a concrete difference or are you, um, going to compete with them? What's the idea there?
1: Yeah. Uh, we've actually gone a lot of comparisons to Fiverr. Um. Mm-hmm. respectfully so of course but what we wanted to do was differentiate ourselves in that focusing on internships is our goal right Mm -hmm. focusing on that entry-level style experience for collegiate level students is what we're trying to do but also have this platform available to high school students because we discovered that i believe it's only nine percent of high school students actually utilize linkedin Mm -hmm. and this is a crucial part um a crucial stage, I would say, of career development. So what we wanted to do was also cater this to them so that they have a better understanding of the business world, the workplace, not only when you know they come out of college four years down the line, but as they're leaving high school, going into college. Um, and that's how we plan on differentiating from freelancing work is focusing on a smaller target group by providing them with the experience, not just taking anybody.
0: Right. So basically they can establish their profile even when they're younger, let's say start an internship somewhere and then like next 10 years, you can basically follow them through the app and you can see what they've done and so on. Right. That's the idea.
1: Exactly. Yes. And we're hoping that through successful stories in our platform, you know, we hope that some of the talent that we were able to help with go off and freelance and, you know, have their own projects, go off to Fiverr and offer their services there. I think what we want to do is just make sure that this new generation of talent that's coming out is more well-prepared and equipped. Um, because I know I wasn't when I was mm-hmm. coming out of high school and coming out of college and I mm-hmm. wish I was. So if we can offer the tools to help them, I mean, that's giving back to the community to me.
0: Yeah. that Yeah. And what, one question I had to follow up there is that like, okay, let's say you're 16. You probably um, do not know much just about, maybe you do. I mean, about the job environment, how to get a job and so on, like how to act professionally and so on. Do you, do you anticipate offering some kind of educational material there? Um, to try to get, especially to the younger generation to know how to use the app, how to um, go around and look for a job?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We would love to have some sort of crash course styled information, not only Mm -hmm. on the platform, but maybe on our YouTube page so that people who are like, well, let's learn a bit more about not just the app, but what's expected of me in the business world. They can go into that video and we'll give them candid tips, advice on what to expect, how a resume should look, why certain words should be taken out all of that kind of information that way, instead of them feeling a hundred percent prepared, but then all of a sudden getting knocked down really hard. If they do get rejected at their first opportunity, they'll understand why, where that recruiter, where that hiring manager is coming from.
0: Right. That makes sense. And um, have you guys thought about working with, and I'm just going around. um, Have you guys thought working in, um, working with like universities and schools or like where they might uh, fall into this
1: um, product? we were actually planning um, to have engagements on campus to pro market ourselves, um, as well as having a partnership with universities. And I'm actually glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, we were unable to do so considering the pandemic um, mm-hmm. and understandably so. You know, We don't wanna put anyone at risk. Um, and right now with everything being remote, we completely understand. Uh, but to go off of that, we recognized that some universities have courses or majors that requires some kind of internship experience Mm -hmm. in order to graduate. So we thought, well, what if we partnered up with schools and universities, they could use our platform, pro-market it to the students there and have them find that internship experience, excuse me, through our platform. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at a bunch of different programs that we could do, but realized we'd first have to, you know, go to these campuses, pro-market our idea, and then see if it would work into what the professors might be looking for. Right.
0: So basically, it is, this is like a proof of concept. Like basically you and the university said the same problem at the exact same time. You know, like Exactly. You couldn't yes. go there and they couldn't actually find internships for their students uh, because f- they couldn't physically host any kind of uh, events or, you know, what they usually do. Um, so in- interesting. Very interesting. Um, so what else? Um, in terms of... Um, in terms of COVID, I want to ask you, did you guys, since you, you started in October, right? Yeah. Um, October of, of 2020, right? Correct. Were you impacted at all in like, when, when you saw like what happened with COVID and kind of the the the, the, tech, the technological transition and people working from home, did, did that kind of, um, did that kind of like help you decide to go forward with this or like basically certify your belief that, okay, from now on, people are just going to work from home or like work as freelancers. It's,
1: it's changing. I will say um, that with the pandemic, although we weren't able to pro market ourselves physically, mm-hmm. um, it did give us an opportunity to kind of identify market trends a bit more. And what I mean by that is, just like you said, right, a lot of companies are adopting a hybrid style, where it's you know two days in office, three days at home, because what they're realizing is they could actually save a lot on costs. I believe it's Spotify if I'm not mistaken, that actually has everybody working from home now, uh, which Mm -hmm. is extremely cool. Now I do recognize that some people like to go into the office, um, but I think that's why that hybrid style is, you know, incorporated. Um, With how COVID affected the industry in general, I I think we're looking at a huge wave of innovation. Um, Now it's unfortunate that a pandemic was the catalyst for that, but, I think it drove a major change in the tech industry. So a lot of companies are now adopting to new ways of operating. Um, and honestly, we might see a lot of internships be more remote, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's for a business major or a software developer, they could easily hop on Zoom, talk to whoever the team lead is and get their tasks done from home.
0: Yeah. And are there any other apps where you can just find an internship through an app? Like, I, I don't know.
1: I I do believe there are a few. Um, But they're not out yet. I would say. I think I've seen their websites, but I think that's where we're ahead of the game. If I'm being very honest, is that Mm -hmm. the app of ours is ready to go?
0: Yeah, I think maybe you can download an app of LinkedIn or or AngelList or something, and then you can. But it's not really. It's not really like a a matching. What what sounds to me that Evolve is pretty simple in terms of like you match with somebody, and then it's 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 a simple interface. I would imagine.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And then from there companies are still able to look at these candidates and vet them, of course, but, Mm. you know, it is a lot simpler. And I think that's how we'll attract our target market is that what we're doing is so much easier than having to sift through these resumes or go through all these company descriptions. You know, we're going bing, bang, boom, easy, done.
0: Right. And and would you, I would would imagine that people would have like some kind of profiles, would there be some kind of a rating or like, can you go to my profile and you can see my resume, like download it or how would that work?
1: Yeah. Actually, it's really awesome that you mentioned that because Mm -hmm. that's how we planned on making this hiring process a lot easier, right? Mm -hmm. Is that as a candidate, you're able to have your own documents uploaded onto your profile so that someone can view it if there's a match and then ask you questions from there. Oh, I noticed on your resume that you're involved in this club organization. Tell me a little bit about that. So the conversation can start just like that. Also, if you're, I don't know, doing graphic design, right? And you would love to have your projects or your portfolio on your account you could do that that way someone who's looking for a graphic designer can say i want to see your projects first oh wait they're already on your profile in the evolve app
0: yeah that's that's very interesting and would would people get paid through the app like or or would the whole payment thing like the the matchmaking happens through the app everything else happens outside
1: exactly yes we how we want to help companies as well um, not only by shortening the hiring process but Also expediting the process of getting them, you know, well-placed talent. Mm -hmm. Um, In regards to pay, that will be between the two parties, uh, the intern and the company, of course. Um, But we want to be very transparent as well. Uh, And we hope that the companies that partner with us will be as well, Um, in that they're being very upfront with their interns, uh, how rates are going to look, expectations that way. You know, the last Mm -hmm. thing you want is for an intern to use our app and say, I didn't, you know, really enjoy that experience because the company on the other side wasn't being as transparent. Right. Um, but on the flip side of that, you know, uh, being in the recruiting industry, we have a statistic that we know to heart. And that is, I believe it's 54% of resumes contain exaggerations. So we also want to help on the company side by making sure that the talent that they're interested in has the most accurate information on their profile.
0: Right. And, and how do you plan to do that necessarily? Is there some type of, uh, machine learning that they're applying there or, uh, how do you plan to like rate, are you going to rate the, the words, the keywords in the CV or, or how how does that work?
1: Yeah, what we're looking at is an automated tracking system. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way, you know, considering what they post uh, or even like the courses that they upload onto their profile, we're able to more accurately have a candidate profile drawn out. Mm-hmm. And then from there, a recruiter or someone using our app on the company side can see it and say, oh, there's a higher percentage match um, of the person I'm looking for with this kind of resume as opposed to this person.
0: Yeah, I mean, after after some some years of operation, you, you guys are going to be probably the best company to advise people on how to uh, how to look for a job and how to prepare their resume. You're going to have so much data there that it's it's impressive. But um, I also wanted to ask you: Do you anticipate? Um, I mean, of course, it's very early, but in terms of like the future, do you anticipate um, foreign foreign users to join the app and kind of? work cross country because one of the things that like with covid is okay you can work any from anywhere um which means that also companies that might decide okay instead of hiring this person from boston or like california i'm just gonna hire somebody from india or, or i don't know montenegro or, or whatever russia yeah and it's the same like if, if
1: anyways you're not with me in the room as long as you're with me on the digital space we're good so have you thought about that Absolutely. And I think that's something that both parties would also have to agree on. For example, if we had an intern in Hawaii, who's interested in a role in New York, they would have to consider that time difference. Um, Mm -hmm. The company would as well. They're saying, hey, like, look, I really like this intern. I think he can contribute quite a bit. But there's going to be that time difference. You know, they have to be really on top of that intern to make sure that both parties can meet at the same time or um, more of, you know, along." Times on their respective areas. So we have thought of that. Um, and we think that's how we're opening up innovation too. I've Mm -hmm. seen so many different companies um all over the world that I didn't know, you know, were might have been founded from someone internationally. I think Duolingo actually, um, one of the founders is from Guatemala, if I'm not mistaken. That Mm -hmm. was a really interesting fact that I found out because I'm always trying to learn new languages. I'm using Duolingo, and I'm like, wait, I didn't know they started as a startup. And then I did a little bit more research, and they're international as well, so it blew my mind.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think the story there was like they developed an app because they were trying to learn the language or something like that. So it's it's yeah that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing I to so let's say this this intern from uh, from Hawaii, okay, they say yeah I'll I'll take into account the the, the hours of different the time difference and so on, but they don't like can the company if they're not happy with the performance, just go like type of Airbnb, uh, type of, uh, com- kind of comment section where you're just going like, a- and you leave a bad review <laughs> or how would
1: that work? See, I think that's the tough part, right? Because mm-hmm. what we also have to look at when we have a rating system is human bias mm-hmm. and that's something that we've struggled to, you know, figure out. Like, you know, if we do want to do this rating system, like, you know, what if someone is having a bad day, right. And just does this kind of rating, mm-hmm. you know, we'd have to have a team review it make sure it's valid. And I think that'd be really tough. Um, and companies like Uber, Lyft, DoorDash even face it all the time. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, someone can go into the DoorDash app and just put, oh, I didn't get my food or something is wrong with it and get an immediate refund, right? But then mm-hmm. the delivery driver gets hurt by that because if a false report was made, then all of a sudden that delivery driver is getting the hit for it when he or she might not have done anything wrong. So that's, you know, the struggle that we're looking at, if I'm being very honest, is how do we get the most accurate reports and you know, if there are inaccurate ones, what, what happens from there?
0: Yeah. But do you think also on the other side, as long as the average, so like we all use Uber and so on, like, and you you usually like, if you see the rating of the person, if, right. if you, if like, if you would have seen like a rating of like one star, you probably wouldn't go in. So like people, at least it seems like the, even though you, what you said is completely correct. Like that sometimes uh, people are just pissed off and they leave a bad rating, but like, mm-hmm. It seems like people trust the ratings in terms of averages So, like, if I look at, like I was doing an Airbnb not, not long ago and I looked at, I'm always looking for star, how do how they call them? Uh, star hosts. Mm. And like, I trust it. When I see star hosts, I'm like, okay, this person for sure, like I can go with them. There is no risk involved. So that, that might be also like, it might just work if you get a, a, bi- a bigger sample of people.
1: Yeah. And I think that's something you know, that we've looked at to consider. Uh, especially if, for example, if we did a five star rating system uh, for our interns, right? And then mm-hmm. someone gets a one, it would probably flag something in the system like, hey, like, you know, John or Jane over here, you know, they've been getting five stars from a lot of the experiences they've had from their hiring manager at previous opportunities. Why did they get a one all of a sudden? That's not like them. And then from there, we'd have a team look into it and say, okay, that might have been you know, a one-time deal, or it might've been something very legit. And we'd have to follow up with both sides just to make sure just like any company would in that situation.
0: Interesting. So one thing, the most important thing, how do you plan? Do you plan to monetize it? How, how would that work? How, how does the company make money
1: with monetization? Uh, we've looked at a few different ways. You know, I think a lot of people have told us, well, we'll think about ads, right? Why don't you guys put ads on the platform? Mm-hmm. And the thing is we don't want to interfere with our customers and their user experience, right? The last thing you want to do is, you know, go through a few swipes and all of a sudden there's an app in, or there's an ad in front of your face, right? It kind of mm-hmm. ruins that experience a little bit for you. So we have to juggle the idea of how we're going to monetize soon. Um, we have an idea. I don't want to release it too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say that. But, you know, we've also thought about the ads on one side of things, but mm-hmm. how that would impact our users. Um, but we do have an idea in mind that we might go forward with. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you just yet vladimir
0: <laughs> yeah that makes sense of course uh, uh, to me it seems like it would seem interesting if somebody can like let's say i want to i want to promote my job offering like i'm looking for people but i want to promote it and boost it up a little bit i can pay extra and so on and it can appear on other users so you can advertise your jobs why not i mean it wouldn't it wouldn't technically be spamming because people are anywhere there to, to look for jobs exactly but, yeah th- th- that makes sense um so what, what are the ne- next uh, kind of steps in your business. How are you looking to looking forward to next year? Uh, We're kind of getting out of this Corona thing. I ha- I hope so. And what are those guys' plans um, with regards to starting the beta and so on?
1: Yeah. Um. As the world transitions to what was considered normal back then, um, you know, one we hope that that sense of normalcy comes back. Um. But also. You know, we want to recognize that the impact that these unprecedented events had on the industry will play in favor of what we're trying to do, uh, and that a lot of hybrid styles are going to be adopted by companies. Um, So internships may be more readily available, right? Mm -hmm. From there, we're hoping that as soon as we release, that we'll have a great user base to work off of. We'll have the QA notes that we needed, as well as the reviews we needed to keep pushing ourselves forward. But... I think a big business challenge for us, right, is being Mm -hmm. unique. It's like you said, how do we differ ourselves from the fivers or other, you know, opportunities that provide freelancers? Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be a big business challenge for us because if we don't have a strong enough brand, people are just going to clump us up with everyone else, right? And those are respectful companies over there, like doing great things. But we also have to be able to carve out our own market and make sure that we stand on top of it.
0: That makes sense. So I guess two questions. One is... In terms of a start, like were were there any startups like type of Airbnb startup founders and so on that you see yourselves in and that you kind of use this motivation? And then another question is like, in terms of like a final destination or something like in the distant future, what would be like your mission and vision? Where are you you eventually looking to go with this? Mm.
1: Other startups that might have inspired me. I think I wouldn't say a startup inspired me uh i I would say startups
0: uh, business people whoever it could be it could be lebron james (laughs)
1: um honest someone that's a huge innovator to me is my brother right i i I will say that because you know for me personally um you know we didn't grow up in the wealthiest of households we Mm -hmm. you know parents didn't really speak english uh Mm -hmm. so we're super young translating documents. My brother was the first in the immediate family to go to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say he inspired me because it was actually through him that I saw a lot of the early struggles that he was picking up, you know, jobs that weren't really relevant to what he wanted to do in the future to get by because he didn't mm-hmm. want to burden our parents. Right. And I saw that and I was like, man, like, you know, why did he struggle so much and eventually got to where he wants to be now in the industry? Um, what if he just, you know, sidestepped all of that? Mm -hmm. so in part that that's what inspired me i I would say my brother you know he he did a lot for me um he did a lot for our family but he also led the way right Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: i think you know the cave was pretty dark growing up but with someone holding the torch at the front it pushed me to be the leader i am now uh and gave me the determination to go off and create a company like evolve
0: so do you think he he would have it would have been easier for him if he had Evolve?
1: Absolutely, oh, one hundred percent. I mean, you know, to be super (laughs) candid, he would come home and complain all the time. Like, man, like I hate this, I hate that. I want to graduate, but then he graduates and he's in a similar situation. I'm like, oh man. Um, yes, one hundred percent. If Evolve was around back then, uh, I I think he would have been a lot happier during his undergraduate days. Um, but of course, he made a lot of great connections in those jobs. Um, a lot of friends that he still talks to today. So I think that's something to also keep in mind. You might not find the perfect job or you might not think it is, but networking and making those connections is a huge factor.
0: Yeah. And also just do something. Don't, don't sit at home. Just like, yeah, exactly. even if you, if, you, if you're going to get the job, maybe you think you're going to hate it, but maybe you learn, you meet somebody who actually works, at, uh, who knows somebody else who works actually at a position that you might like at a different company. And you, you're not sitting at home, you're meeting people. So in the end, that works out for everybody. Absolutely. And in terms of like, well as in terms of like uh, mission and vision, long-term goals, have you guys talked th- about it? Have you guys, or are you just got, are you guys now laser focused on what's next?
1: You know, I think in the future, the one thing I can say is we, we don't want to be a fad, right? And what that means yeah. is we don't want to be just like, you know, this app that's cool for like, you know, a few weeks on a college campus and then fizzles out. Uh, I hope that Evolve can eventually be a classroom name for a reliable and trustworthy company to go to to get internship experience, that a student, you know, at whatever university it may be, can just easily pull up our app and say, you know, I'm ready to take that next step in my career. I want to start career development now. Open up our app, just like his friends has, her friends has it, and then start from there. I, I hope that we could be a catalyst for a lot of students, you know, either graduating out of high school, trying to figure out what they're doing in college to be that jumpstart for them. Nice.
0: Nice. Um, and you mentioned the fad. So one thing that just came randomly to my mind is like, how do you plan to, have you thought about like, how do you plan to verify like companies uh, coming onto the platform, you know, just to make sure that it's, it's not some random Joe Schmo creating a, a fad?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I would say what we've seen, right. And you could easily look it up right now. You look up any job posting on Google, right. You might see something that's from 90 days or more ago. And that, you know, someone that's just trying to grind out resumes and throw their application everywhere might not notice that Um, That's on the part of the company. What we want to do is provide a team that follows up with these companies. Are you still actively searching for this role? Are you still providing this opportunity? Because if not, it looks like inactivity to me. And we want to take that posting down because our users on the student side can't trust us if they see these job postings or whatever these internship opportunities might be on our platform for some time and they apply to it and then all of a sudden they get an email saying, oh, this was closed a few weeks ago. That's a lack of trust between us and our user and we can't have that happen. So we'll have a team that follows up with these companies to one, make sure they're valid and that, you know, it's not just something completely random or won't pan out for our users. But two, also making sure that what they are posting is one, not inappropriate as well. We got to make sure that everything is squeaky clean. Uh, Two, to make sure that they're constantly updated. That way we could, you know, make sure... In a sense, we're helping these companies, these startups, stay on top of their own game, right? Like, oh shoot, mm-hmm. you know, evolve is right. We haven't really updated this in a while. Do we really need this position anymore? Uh, where do we pivot from here? So we're hoping we can help both sides by doing that.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting. And and you you plan to basically do kind of the same thing with with people who are not not the other side of the of the product, the the the, the customers. You know, like just to make sure that the customer is is not somebody who's trying to. Um, basically a f- fake profile something like that you play the same thing monitor yes, like... mm-hmm.
1: yes we, we would oh no, no you're fine uh we would love to bet our users as well to make sure that the information they're providing uh is valid and i think you know you have to think about a company like linkedin when you say something like that because mm-hmm. you're, if you're putting yourself out there as an individual and you're putting your brand out there you're putting your face out there the last thing you want to do is in this network where everybody, including employers, could see you and what you do. The last thing you want to do is put something out there that's not the most appropriate and then shoot yourself in the foot because an employer can easily pull up that profile and say, whoa, what's this? What's going on here, right? Yeah. And I think you know every user of ours should consider that before they make a joke out of it, before they post something that isn't relevant to what they're trying to do or what you know other users are trying to do. Think about how you might look if you get caught.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, in terms of like LinkedIn, it seems like a little bit of that, you know. Like think think about like if you get caught and so on. Like, I feel like LinkedIn has became some kind of a. It became similar to Facebook. I, I see people like posting volcano videos and like motivational <laughs> stories or like, I'm like, what the heck happened to this app? Like, uh, it used to be like three four years ago, you would go on, on there and it would be only, it would be very professional. It would be like simple kind of conversation, but now it kind of turned into a social media. Kind of a weird environment, at least for me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan, but not, not a huge fan anymore, um, just because of the social media aspect that that translated there.
1: I see where you're coming from. Yeah, and I think you know that's the tough part. Um, but it does you- tie back into the idea of relevant opportunities, right? right? How do we help our users on both sides have a platform that's providing opportunities that's relevant? Um, right. And I think that's what's the most important. Uh, because you're right. The last thing I want to do is if I'm, you know, looking to find an opportunity for a friend is pull up, you know, a website. And all of a sudden I'm seeing things that just don't make sense. Right. It's like, why is this here? Um, so I think that is going to be a struggle to sift through. And I hope that we can keep our platform away from that. Mm -hmm. Um, while also driving innovation through our platform, the last thing we want to do is, you know, put some sort of like cuff or restriction on our users. Um, so there's going to be that middle ground we have to find.
0: Yeah, because like on LinkedIn, you're not gonna you're not gonna go on LinkedIn, and post a post and be completely honest. Like I don't think many people do that. It's like usually some kind of a PR stunt of a post, like why your career is great, and then everybody applauds. Um, but to follow up, would would your platform just to understand how it would look? Would your platform also have the social media aspect, or would it be a simple match? And then you go like, okay, let's say the and Vlad match and you're the employer, I'm the employee. And then I just uh, kind of go into this messaging board and I send you messages and then we go into an interview or would it be like a social media aspect of that as well? Something this more time, public.
1: Yeah. At this time we plan on staying away from the social media aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, have our eyes everywhere, but what we can do is have a more secure platform between our, you know, hiring managers or interviewers on one side uh, and the younger candidates on the other. So we don't plan on implementing a large social media kind of like hub, Mm -hmm. I would say, um, anytime soon. Um, something that the team might think about, but I'd have to consider how that might've worked out for other companies before I dive headfirst into that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's completely appropriate. So I think one thing I would like to ask, ask you before we kind of, uh, finish up here is, um, a lot of our audience is basically, I guess, our age, or maybe a little bit older, a little bit younger. Um, what what would be your message? If let's say, if somebody is looking to, to start a startup, or if somebody is um, maybe looking to be your customer, what would be your kind of uh, message to the to the listener? Um, or do you both? Have one? I would
1: yes, I would say, uh, do it right. If you're interested in becoming, um, you know, participating in our platform, uh, we have our websites up. Um, we'll be spreading that around. But mm-hmm. if you're also interested in starting your own business, I say do it. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I a few years ago can honestly say that I still had that determination and grit. I just needed to find the right teammates to help me do it. Um, and we hope that Evolve could do that for people as well. Is that if you need the right teammates to kickstart your idea, that Evolve is at the forefront of that. Um so yeah, I, I mean, I hope that through our platform, we really drive innovation and technology to new levels. I hope we make it easier to do so. Um, but yeah, if anyone's interested in joining our platform, we are open doors for sure. And,
0: and where can where can they where can people find you? What's the website?
1: Yeah, uh, if you would just go ahead and uh, of course, www.evolvethefuture.org. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the perfect place to learn more about us. Um, we have a point of contact there where people could reach out, learn more about the individuals. Um, and just follow our journey. You know, I, I said that to a lot of companies that looked at us and said, eh, we'll see how you guys do in a few months. I said, that's totally fine. Completely understand. How about this? Just follow our social media pages, um, and follow our journey. Right. Because if we're making progress forward, I hope that down the line, we can change your mind that another company can say, oh shoot, we rejected you guys a few months back, but seeing where you guys are now, we'd like to reconsider. Uh, we really hope that we could do that for a lot of the companies, um, and eventually, you know, show them that hey, we're here to stay.
0: Oh, that sounds great, man! Um, definitely a pleasure to have you. Um, this was a very insightful conversation. I hope uh, it's not the last one. You know, like as 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 you said, as you go, guys go. I hope we can have uh, many interesting conversations and updates here in the podcast as well. Um, and I wish you all the best of
1: luck. Um, yeah, and, yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah. First and foremost, thank you for having me on here um, and giving me the chance to not only speak to you about the little things, but about Evolve as well. Um, I really hope we get the chance to do this again. I was going to ask, um, because Bill is a part of the team. Is he not? Uh, yes. So yeah, on, on this one,
0: it's, it's only me, but, uh, yeah, that's true.
1: Ah, gotcha. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I'm always interested in talking to more people, so hopefully yeah. we can set up next time, um, and get the ball rolling on that as well.
0: Yeah. This, this time we're, we're, we're partial with both me and you, uh, we're represent, <laughs> re- team representatives. Absolutely. Sounds great, man. Okay. Um, it was a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Vladimir. I appreciate your time.